Well, we're starting a brand new series today, and we're titling it Hydrate. Uh, and I think this kind of comes from a more recent experience that Jamie and I have had in 2020. Uh, when you move into your 40s, um, you begin to get a little bit more concerned about your health. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I ate what I wanted. I, I didn't need to work out. I didn't need to be concerned. And then somewhere when I hit 40, uh, the iPhone, uh, some program that's working on that iPhone, it began to blur and to shrink. It was, it was demonic, I guess. And uh, something that they've worked in there to get me to buy the bigger iPhone is what I figured. And, and the more uh, I researched, the more I realized it wasn't the iPhone, it was me. And things started falling apart. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so there became this, there became this realm around my midsection that uh, happened in, while I was sleeping. Uh, pixie dust from a demonic th force through that on my tummy line and uh, you know, things just began to fall apart and so Jamie and I got real serious and we were like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you know we don't end up you know old and fat and ugly and she said well not a whole lot of hope for you but maybe I can do something and so I so we so we started into trying to get a little healthy and and you know it, as we came into our 40s and uh, started working out and things like that and immediately it, it, Miss Jamie specifically began to have major issues. She started having, uh, we'd work out, we'd go jogging or something, and she'd start losing her eyesight. She'd start having blind spots. Um, uh, we, we, you know, the more we worked uh, throughout the week of just trying to get through life, I found myself in my 40s of just, I mean, coming home from, from work and just sitting on the couch and not being able to get up. And, um, and so, you know, we, we started working through some of these things and we, and we would go meet with doctors because we thought, especially when she started having these blind spots and she started literally almost passing out and things like that and started meeting with physicians and stuff and, and nothing, running tests, nothing majorly wrong, you know, because, you know, you're, you, you know you're, your first thought is, you know, you have a tumor, you know, like, oh, we're going to die or something. And, and the more we engaged with people, the more we kept hearing this, well, are you drinking enough water? And we're like, well, sure, yeah, obviously, I'm not thirsty, and so, oh, okay, or are you drinking enough water? And, and this last year, in 2020, we ended up with a nutritionist, and um, as we met with the nutritionist, the first thing that she gave us to do was she wanted us to drink 80 ounces of water a day. And I looked at this lady, and I said, are you out of your ever-living mind? Like, like I, who can consume 80 ounces of water? And then she began to break it down for me. She said, Pastor McCain, if you don't drink at least that much, you're going to live at a spot of dehydration. I said, what do you mean dehydration? And she started going through the benefits that my body was not having because I was not living properly hydrated. And she began to walk me through those things. She began to talk about how a person who's not hydrated properly will have this symptom and this symptom. And Jamie and I started looking at each other. And she's like, well, I drink 80 ounces of coffee a day. And I was like, and she goes, that's your problem, lady, right there. And so, I mean, and it was in 40-something years, I have lived my life on the verge of dehydration probably every day. I told, I told the nutrition, I said, I probably don't drink fluids. I probably don't even consume 20 ounces of fluids in a day. I'm just never thirsty. And so then I started getting pride, prideful in myself. I just don't need it. I'm Superman. That's the problem is that I am a, 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 above everyone else in my need for hydration. And as I begin to drink these 80 ounces of water a day, everything changed. My skin, difficulties that I were having in other areas, something shifted. I want to connect that today to the same thing is happening in the church of Jesus Christ that we are living in a space of 
dehydration. We are not hydrated enough. In fact, the Bible talks about this very frequently. It's, it's, uh, it's actually a popular subject in the Holy Scriptures about you and, I, you and I thirsting for the living God, about Him coming to bring us living water. Are you with me today? Say yes. So today, uh, as we move into this series, we're going to do a three-part series. And today, as we move into it, the subtitle for this one is Spiritual Hydration, Dehydration Exposed. Go to Psalms 42 and verse 1 with me. Spiritual dehydration exposed. That's what we're going to do today. Psalms chapter 42 and verse 1. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. I love this passage of Scripture. In fact, uh, when Jamie and I have had the privilege to go to Israel a, a number of times, I'll never forget when we were sitting uh, with our, you know, our, our, our person who takes you, the tour guide, who's this theologian-type person. And as we were sitting at the spring there in, in Getty, and the, the guy hosting us, you know, this group of pastors, you know, this theologian guy says, when David writes in Psalms 42 and verse 1, that as the deer pants for the waters, he's sitting probably right here. And we were at this spring, and in Gedi is this kind of this, um, this, uh, this deserty type area. And for miles and miles, there's just small shrubs and mountainous type terrain. And then all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, is this spring. And everything from that area runs to that spring to get life. And David is looking in this moment, and he probably sees a little deer who's finally got out in the open, can't take it anymore because there's no place to hide. It's putting its life in jeopardy because it has lived at such dehydration that it's got to get to that spring. It doesn't matter if some predator is there to kill it. At this point, it's gotten to the place where it cannot handle its thirst anymore, and it's about to die. And it gets to the spring. So my soul thirsts for you. David says, my soul thirsts for you. Just like that deer who doesn't care who shoots at it right now. Who doesn't care what predator could be taking it out. Because there's nowhere to hide. It just has to get the water of life. It just has to get that inside of him. David says, that's how I long for you, God. I recognize that because I'm thirsty, you know, our, 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 our um, nutritionist says, the moment you get thirsty, you're already dehydrated. The, the moment you feel thirsty, she said, you already are dehydrated. And, and David speaks as, I'm thirsting for you. In other words, I'm already lacking what I need. I need the living water of God. Jesus Multiple times in scripture, we find it twice in the book of John, where he actually deals with this concept of being dehydrated. And I want to take a moment and look at this passage in John chapter 7 and verse 37, where Jesus literally begins to move into this concept that those of you that are thirsty, what you need to do. And I'll read it to you in verse 37, John 7. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams, come on somebody, of living water will flow from within them. Verse 39, by this he meant the spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Jesus says to all those standing there, if you're thirsty, come to me. And I'm going to give you streams of living water that will start stirring on the ins inside of your soul. If you're dehydrated, if you're dry, if you're burned out, let come to me. I'll give you streams of living water. And let, let me give you a little bit of backstory on this. 
When Jesus is saying this in the crowd that's happening, you have to understand Jewish tradition. See, for many years, the Jews were slaves in Egypt. Four to five hundred years, they were slaves in Egypt. And God sends them a deliverer through Moses. And Moses takes them out of Egypt by God's powerful hand. And then they wander in the wilderness for 40 years. There's a moment where they literally have no water and they're going to die. And God opens up a rock and almost two million people have the life source that they need to survive. And so as a result of this miraculous moment in Jewish history, the Jews had seven feasts that they later would celebrate throughout the year. And they had a feast called the Feast of Tabernacles. And what they would do for seven days during this Feast of Tabernacles, they would literally take, get out of their homes, put a little tent up in their backyard or some type of little you know, makeshift shed, and they would live in the tents for seven days, reminding them of how their forefathers and foremothers had lived out in the wilderness in tents, waiting to come into the promised land, waiting to come into the thing that God had planned for them, waiting to get back from the place of slavery, now in the place of wilderness, to come into the thing that God had promised them, the land of Canaan. And so for seven days, they would celebrate, and they would, they would remind their children, they would teach their children that our forefathers lived out in the wilderness, and they would celebrate how, God, how good God was. And then on the eighth day, they would leave their tents, and all of the people of Israel would go down to to the big temple and there the priests would hold services and they would worship and they would do things and one of the major parts in the midst of this on the eighth day that they would do was they would all go in a procession down to the to the watering piece called Salome and the pitcher the, 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 the uh, priest had a golden pitcher and the priest would dip the water and it was a symbol of the life-giving water that God gave the children of Israel their forefathers in the wilderness years earlier and they would celebrate it and as they were walking down to that place as the whole I mean thousands tens of thousands of people in unison are walking down to this place right next to the temple to ha have the water drawn and the priest they would shout out, therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. That would, they would chant that. There it was a passage, a prophetic passage out of Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And it was a prophetic statement of the Messiah to come. That word salvation actually is connected to the name Jesus. Therefore will you draw forth the waters of salvation. Therefore and they're all saying it together as they march down to that water spot. And the priest pulls it up and when the priest pulls it up in the middle of the picture all this water is dripping off the sides of it he's got the picture full in the middle of all the people and they're shouting therefore therefore shall you draw forth this water of salvation in the midst of all that the bible says in john chapter 7 right here that jesus with a loud voice goes hey it's me i'm here that's just a symbol of me the messiah has come and look if you're thirsty if you're thirsty, come here. Come to me. I'll give you living waters. If you're thirsty, if your soul is dry, if you can't even keep going in life, if you don't even realize you're dehydrated, but in this moment, as you recognize all the symbols of what God has done for you, if you'll realize something, that you are dry, and I am that life that you need, draw unto me, and I'll give you living words. I'll give you my Holy Spirit to give you sustainability, and you won't live in a place of dehydration. Can I say something to you? Most of us live our Christian walk in a state of dehydration, and we don't even know it. We don't even know it. In fact, I want to help you today, and I want to connect the basic symptoms of natural physical dehydration to our spiritual dehydration. Help us expose 
that we may be living in a spirit of dehydration, that we are not flowing with the things of God. We're not intact or in connection with the Holy Spirit. Yes, he's inside of us as a New Testament believer, but friend, can I tell you something? We have quenched the Holy Spirit and we are not walking hydrated with him because when you are, I promise you, your skin does right. I promise you, your words do right. I promise you, the way you think and the way you abide is so much better than when you're dehydrated. So are you with me today? Say yes. Can I take you through just the five symptoms, I'm calling it, of spiritual dehydration? Number one, write this down. The first symptom of spiritual dehydration, number one, is bad breath. Bad breath. Some, some of you don't realize that part, physical dehydration, one of the main symptoms is that you'll have bad breath. You say, ooh, my wife has, she's dehydrated. I'm going to tell you that right now. I, some of you didn't realize how dehydrated you were until you started having to wear a mask. And then you realize, man, I'm funky. Golly. One of the things I love about Pop is Pop's always got mints and gum. Because you know what? Pop is that Cajun. He gets right up in your face to have a conversation. This whole mask thing is drawn, it drove him insane, right? Because, you know, like I want to get close to my friends, but, you know, spreading the breath, if you will. And have you, ever, have you ever dated someone who had bad breath? Come on, remember back in the day? Anybody? Okay, not the one you're with now. No, never. But there is nothing worse than someone with bad breath. In fact, they say, say that Humphrey Bogart had chronic bad breath, that all the leading ladies in all the scenes where they had to kiss him literally revolted against it because he revolted against it because he had such bad breath. It is a symptom of being dehydrated. It's a symptom. Connecting that into our spiritual walk, when you and I have nothing good to say, it is a symptom of being dehydrated. When your words are always complaining, when you're always talking negative about your life, about the things going on around you, when you're always criticizing others, when you're always complaining, friend, that is a sign that you're dehydrated. Because I'll tell you why. Because when you're full of the Spirit, when they say, hey, we got to furlough you, you jump up and say, "Woo! that's going to give me more time to study the Word. Thank you so much. I so appreciate that. See, what comes out of you is what's in you and how you speak and how you talk. And listen, if you're constantly cursing people... You're dehydrated. If you're constantly speaking evil in every situation, you just have no faith for anything, that's dehydration. Look what the Holy Scripture says in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. A good person produces good things from the treasuries of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. What's inside of you comes out. He said, Pastor, I don't mean to be like that. I just have a problem cursing. No, you don't. You have a problem with dehydration. He said, Pastor, I just have a hard time being critical. My mama was critical. My dad is critical. No, you don't. You have a problem with you and the Spirit of the Lord being hydrated enough together. The problem is you've quenched the Spirit of the Lord because the Spirit of the Lord does not speak like that. The Holy Spirit that's inside of you does not live like that, does not call those things like that, and just the opposite. So when you don't have life, when you're criticizing, when you're on social media and you're just blasting everybody because you want to get yours in, Frank, can I tell you something? You're dehydrated. Why? Because from the heart, from what you say flows from what's in your heart. What's in your heart. You're dehydrated. Here's a second symptom, because I know you want me to move fast because you don't want me to hone on that one no more. Number two, and that is fatigue. The second symptom of dehydration is fatigue. You literally are tired. I can't tell you how many people just told me recently, I'm just tired, Pastor. I'm just tired. I'm tired of fighting, man. I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of standing up for God. I'm tired of fighting with these old people. I'm tired of, you know, sifting through all that. That's a sign that you're dehydrated. 
I would come home from work. Hadn't worked that hard in my mind, not compared to how I have in times past. And I literally couldn't get up off the couch. Just could just sit there. Just, just, just tired. And once this nutritionist helped me, I see that, you know, you're dehydrated. It's one of the symptoms. And I started, I started drinking more water. I, I started getting fluids in my body more. Can I tell you something? I didn't have those same symptoms of exhaustion. Some of you are spiritually exhausted, and you hadn't done nothing. I love you, but you hadn't accomplished anything, so why are you so tired? I'll tell you why. Because you're dehydrated. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. You're tired because you're not in the flow with the Spirit of God. Jesus said, if you're thirsty, hey, everybody, I know that this is symbolic of what happened way back, you know, hundreds of years ago, but I want you to know this symbolizes me. I am here to quench your thirst. Come unto me. Come to me, and I will give you living water that will swell up, just spring up inside of you. It'll just spring up inside of you. Why are we so fatigued? I'll tell you why, because we're dehydrated. And you can't keep the same pace when you're dehydrated. And it's stolen our courage from us. And we can't stand up for God like we used to be able to. We've gotten so caught up in all of the stuff going on that it's sapped the energy out of us. It's sapped the life of God out of us. It's, you know, you're so busy running away from the attacks of the enemy and trying to overtake them and overcome that you literally have become dehydrated and now you're fatigued. I, I love the passage of Scripture where we see that the men and women of God, as they flow with the Holy Spirit, that they don't even need as much sleep. It's phenomenal. I, the energy that the one young man had when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he outran the chariots. And the Bible talks about how he just took off running. After a long day, he still had this energy. Where did it come from? It came from the Spirit of the living God. He will give you energy that you do not have or could not possess in your own self. Fatigue is one of the key symptoms of dehydration. Here's a third one. You still with me? You still love me? Say yes. Number three, and that is overheated. A lack of adequate amount of water in somebody's body carries their body temperature to a place where they overheat. And when we're spiritually dehydrated, a possible symptom of being overheated, if you will, spiritually, is that we have a quick temper. Quick temper. When you're dehydrated, you have a short temper. It's amazing. James chapter 1 and verse 19 and 20 says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Quick to become angry. Quiet, overheating so fast. The little things just quickly tick you off. I mean, you're quickly ticked off. Not so long ago, I saw one of the, my favorite Christian people. They didn't see me, but they were in the Walmart parking lot and they were giving it to somebody. Someone had either bumped their car or pulled in too fast beside them. And I know this person. This person's an amazing Christian. But I'm telling you, in that moment, they flashed. And they were giving. They didn't see me. They didn't see me across the parking lot. And they were steadily giving it to them. They're not wicked. They're not going to hell. They just are dehydrated. See, some of you, when you begin to get dehydrated, you don't realize, you start blaming it on Christianity's not working, you're not good enough, all these things, but that's not true. You're saved. You're going to heaven. You're just dehydrated. I didn't know. I lived 40 plus years on the ver living in dehydration. I had no idea. 
I had no idea. I want to expose this to you today so you can wake up and go, wait a minute, God doesn't not love me. It's not that I'm not good enough. It's not that I, I need to perform better or pray more. I'm just dehydrated. And I need to hydrate. In this series, what we're going to help you do is not just today acknowledge and recognize, whoa, I, that's what's been going on. Help you identify what you're struggling with and why you're struggling. But in this series, our goal is to help you then make that correction. To begin to say, all right, then what do I got to do? Let's get those 80 ounces of water in. I want to make that turnaround. You're going to start seeing this year, you're going to start seeing, oh, that skin's going to have better elasticity. You're, gonna, you're not going to get overheated. Come on, somebody. Your, your breath is going to stop stinking. Come on now. This thing's going to turn around for you and me because we get hydrated. Are you there? Say yes. All right, here's the fourth, if you will, symptom of being dehydrated, and that is cramps. Cramps. Come on, have you ever had cramps? Woo! Yeah, they, we were laying in bed, almost asleep. Jamie was all snuggled up next to me. And man, I'll tell you, I went to stretch a little bit, and I kind of crinkled my toes, and then the arch of my foot. Does anybody have that one? That sucker locked up, and I went, ah! And, she, and I mean, I'm throwing arms and elbows, and she's diving to get out of the way. And she, I, you know, we're on that, we're almost asleep. You're in that spot, you know, almost asleep. I got my arm around her like that in bed. And she's like, what, what? Like, ah, ah, it's cramping up. She's like, what's cramping up? I'm like, foot, which foot, man? So she's got, bless her, she's got my foot, and she's trying to uncramp it, you know. She's probably, and the more she touches, the more it hurts. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. And then she stops, she goes, how much water did you drink today? I said, shut up, woman. Just keep rubbing. Let's go. <laughs> I was all cramped up, man. Oh, and that's what happens in most of us in our spiritual walk. We get these cramps, these symptoms, man. I'm telling you, we get all cramped. We get all spiritually dehydrated. And what happens is we start losing control. Because what is a cramp? Muscle, involuntary, that muscle does like that. Involuntary. We can't eat. And you know what's happened? Some of you are back into the fleshy, fleshy stuff again. You're back watching four hours of TV an evening. You're back, you know, you're, you're back looking at things on the Internet you shouldn't be looking at. Come on now. It's not that you're wicked. It's not that you're going to burn in hell forever. It's that you've, you, you've gotten fleshly again. The Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans, I love to quote this. He goes, oh, wretched man that I am. The thing I don't want to do, I do it. The thing that I'm gonna say, I say I'm going to do for God, I don't. Who will deliver me from this flesh man? I teach you this all the time because, see, we, are, we have our flesh man and then we have our redeemed nature in Christ. The spirit man within us and then the flesh man. And we're constantly trying to crucify that old flesh man. And when you're dehydrated, you start cramping up. Boy, that flesh becomes easy. It becomes so simple. It's, it's our go-to spot, right? Because we grew up in our sin nature. We, that was our natural go-to way of doing life, hating people, you know, getting back at people. Uh, those, are, those are natural responses in this old world. But when we become redeemed by God, he begins to remake us. His spirit lives inside of us. And so I don't want to live like that anymore. And, and, and because I have the power of the Holy Spirit, I cannot live like that. Oh, but friend, when you and I quench the Holy Spirit, when we don't let him flow inside of us, we get dehydrated with him and his relation, our relationship with him. What happens is we start having that old fleshly stuff just start taking precedence again. Now, all of a sudden you're cussing people. Now all of a sudden you got that bad breath. Now all of a sudden, man, you got cramps going on. I'm telling you, we're walking, we're, we're exhausted, Pastor. I just, I just can't do anything. I just, you know, I know the church needs some help, you know, loving on people, but I just can't do it. We're just so tired around our house. You don't understand what's going on, friend. At fatigue, those cramps, those are all the result of you and I being dehydrated. We can fix this thing. We can get this thing. Because why? Because in him, there are rivers of living water. 
You and I can walk and live in a spot where we're not dehydrated, where everything flows properly. Aren't you tired of being t- dry and, 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 criti- and, and critical and cracking? I mean, come on, I don't know about you, but I want to have the fluid of God flowing through me in such a way that everybody gets around me. They say, whoo, I don't know what you've been drinking, but I want some. And I can tell, oh, what you need is more of the spirit of the living God. Are you there? Say yes. Come on. I believe it. Look what Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 says about these cramps. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. If you, got, if you lack self-control right now, if you're cramping up, it's just involuntary. You can't even stop it. You're like, for you know it, you're doing these things. That's because you're dehydrated. Let's get to the last and final one. I'm moving through these quick because I want to keep it short for you today. And that is number five, symptom of being dehydrated, and that is lightheadedness. Lightheadedness. It's one of the main symptoms. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever gotten lightheaded? You probably were exerting a lot of energy, and you had not been, uh, you hadn't had enough fluids in your body. I, I'll never forget one time, uh, you know, when I played basketball, one of the young men that was playing basketball with us, you know, we were, we were doing a fast break. He did a layup. Turned around and went to run down the other end of the court, and all of a sudden, boom, fell down on the ground. He, he said he, he started getting dizzy, and he fell down on the ground, pow, and immediately went into a seizure. And as we got the paramedics there and all that, you know the first thing they did? They hydrated him. That's the first thing they did, put fluids in him. Because he was dehydrated, he got lightheaded, and then that, that brought on, if you will, a seizure. Because he didn't have enough fluids in him. You and I, if we're not careful, will live in this space of lightheadedness where we're making dumb decisions. Dumb decision. Well, we're just going to sell our house and move in with mom and dad. Like, that's a dumb decision. Don't do that. You're lightheaded. You have not been walking in the spirit right now. Come on. And all moms and dads said, amen. Stay at your house, buddy. I love what Ecclesiastes. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 1 through 3. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. The heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fool to the left. Even as he walks along the road, the fool lacks sense and shows everyone how stupid he is. When you're dehydrated, you you make dumb decisions. You just make dumb decisions, bad business decisions, uh, bad practical everyday life decisions. I was talking to somebody the other day, you're going to do what? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And like, and the Lord told you to do that? Well, no, I just think it's a good thing. You know, I hadn't really prayed about it. Exactly. And the reason why you won't pray about it, because you're so dehydrated and so disconnected to the spirit of the living God that you'd have to first get hydrated to be able to even engage with the Lord that way. And then you know he's going to go, that's stupid. Don't do that. But we don't want to do that. Why? Because we want to keep, and we'll talk about this in next week's teaching, we want to keep consuming what we like to consume. Instead of the life-giving source that you and I should be flowing with. Are you still with me? Say yeah. Yes. Good. And Jesus has this moment where he says, if you're thirsty, come unto me. He says, come to me. If you're thirsty, come, come to me and I will give you life. I will give you a source of life. Rivers of living water. Now you and I don't live in a place where there is an effort to receive our water. It comes to our door. It comes to our house. We don't have to do a lot of work to get it. But I want you to imagine what Jesus is pointing out 
to these men and women, when he uses the illustration that I will give you streams of living water, for them, that is, you won't have to go get buckets and carry it from the watering hole to your house. You won't have to dig trenches and hope that, the, that nothing dead falls in it upstream as it comes through your backyard so that you can have an easy access to water. He says, I'm going to put it inside of you. I'm going to put streams, flowing, clean streams of living water inside. I will give you my Holy Spirit. As he's saying this, the Holy Spirit has not yet been poured out. The poor, poor believers prior to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, poor, how tough of a life did they have? You and I, on the other hand, are spoiled rotten that the Spirit of the living God, the moment we become Christians, the Spirit of the living God comes and lives inside of us. And you and I have the opportunity to live and walk in the Holy Spirit every day, day in and day out. But how sad for us that many times we quench the Holy Spirit. Many times we don't dive into the Holy Spirit. Many times we leave him and push him at a distance and say, no, no, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do and how I want to do it. My call to you today is, number one, wake up and realize you're dehydrated. I lived 40-something years in, in dehydration. No idea. No idea. How many times did I get overheated that I didn't need to? The moment that Jamie started literally taking in more fluids, we began to talk about this the other night. And she gave me permission to tell the story about her, by the way. Like, like I have to get permission these days because I, I obviously had blown it in the past. And, uh, <laughs> and so she's making comments on the front row. You guys online can't hear it, but it's not good. It's not good. <clears throat> I'm still repenting for his past sins, I guess. But one of the things that started happening for Jamie as she began to um, hydrate more was physically she began to see a turnaround in some of the symptoms that were causing her pain and difficulty. She began to see hope again that maybe she could work out because she just wrote off, I can't work out, I'll die. I'll have a stroke or something because we were literally so concerned about how quickly she, she overheated and how she began to literally begin to get fatigue and even to the place of lightheadedness that we thought she was having strokes or going to have a stroke if we kept that. And probably she would have had we not understood and learned that we needed to get her liquids to the right level. We need to get her fluids, excuse me, to the right level. Some of you have been living your Christian walk at a place of overheating. And so that's why you have these shutdowns. That's why you have these highs and these lows. These highs and these lows. And I wanted to expose that to you today. You have been dehydrated. You probably lived 10, 15 years as a Christian right there in the space of dehydration. You say, well, I've not been thirsty. Like, I feel like God's been with me. Of course he's been with you. But once you are thirsty, deeply thirsty, that's proof that you've already been dehydrated. You already didn't have enough fluids because the person who is at the right spot with their fluid level, they never get thirsty. They never, they never have that sensation that I've got to have more from God. I've got to have more from God. Why? Because they already have an abundance from God. And so if you're in that space, like, I just don't know where God's at. I don't feel like God's with me. What you are is dehydrated. You're not forgotten. You're not thrown to the side. You're not wicked and he doesn't love you. What's happened is you've gotten dehydrated and you've been so used to living at that space of dehydration that now it's probably just gotten to a place, especially with 
with the type of year of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, those things cause such pressure that it creates that place in us where we literally burn through what little bit of fluids that we have. And friend, I'm telling you, it is time to fall on our face, run to Jesus and say, Lord, fill me up afresh. I need a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost, as the old Pentecostal preachers used to say. I need a fresh flow of the Spirit of the living God inside of me, wherever I've quenched, wherever I've, wherever I've, 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 I've crimped the hose. Lord God, I want to I flow like I've never had before. I want a fresh encounter with you, oh God. I need you like I've never needed you. I don't want to be dry. I don't want to be dead. I don't want to end up in a place where I quit on God because of all the intense heat that's happening in the life that I live right now. Just the opposite. I want to be able to take on all the heat because the fluid inside of me, the life source of God, the spirit of the living God, so sustains me that I can bring on the heat. Let's go because I can make it. And the Bible literally teaches us if you cannot run or walk with the foot soldiers, how in that day, that day of battle, will you be able to keep up with, with the chariots? How will you be able to run when it's intense and difficult if you can't even handle the easy stages of life? And friend, I'm telling you, I've been prophesying it to you. It's only going to intensify in the days to come. And so you and I have to be hydrated. You and I have to be in right relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to be in step with the Holy Ghost. We got to be able to wake up every morning and say, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. Lord, just pour over me in that place is where I'm overheated. Fill me afresh, oh God. I don't want to get to the place of overheating. I don't want to get to the place of fatigue. I want to already hydrate from the very beginning throughout the day so that I don't get to a place or a moment at the end of the day or at the end of the week where I'm burned out, where I'm frustrated, where someone calls me and needs me to pray for them and I got nothing, but I hope it works for you. That you and I are so in flow with the Spirit of the Lord that we walk with God, that we talk with God, that we speak on behalf of God, and that we're right there in step with Him. Why? Because we've got the rivers of life, the rivers of living water flowing in us like streams coming out and everyone who gets around us gets refreshed. Are you the type of person when people get around you they get more dried out? Or are you the type of person when people get around you they get refreshed? I don't know about you, but I want to be a source that helps others because the source inside of me has not, been, has not been capped off, has not been turned off, has not been quenched, but is able to flow to me, to all those around me. You and I are supposed to have the rivers of living water flowing through our veins, throwing th flowing through who we are. Back to the main scripture. And then look what he says. He says, <clears throat> excuse me, had a moment. There we go. He says, and streams of living water will flow from within. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believe in him were later to receive. Listen, you and I need a fresh receiving of the Holy Spirit. We see a couple moments in the book of Acts where the, where the apostles, they've gone into this moment with God and they end up in prison. God supernaturally got them out and they went back with the believers and it says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit afresh. I believe every day I wake up and say, fill me afresh, fill me afresh, fill me afresh. And that's what you and I need to learn to do.